Welcome to the Indian Science Show. I'm Annie. And I'm Turtle. And this is a podcast where we bring together indigenous worldviews and western worldviews into conversation about science in Indian country and around the world. But today we get to talk about what we did wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> we we're uh, we're going to That's a in a big part of science, actually. Yeah, it is. Exactly. To self-correct. And we are doing that right now. Yeah. Well, not right now. Oh, in a minute. Yeah, after <laughs> after the introduction. <laughs> For the show, and we kind of, I guess, I was, I kept catching myself mm-hmm. make mistakes, and then Annie caught I a couple myself, mistakes, yeah. and we realized, well, how do we want to, I think we should correct it, mm-hmm. but how should we correct it? And eventually we decided, oh, let's just do a little mini episode, and so this one's not as That's long as our usual episodes, mm-hmm. but we figured, yeah, we'll, we'll just focus on the facts, or I mean, the the facts we got wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we correct ourselves, and then we f- reflect on ourselves, mm-hmm. or uh, we reflect on ourselves and the facts that we yes, got wrong. Yes, we do. And we were a little bit nervous about it, because, I don't know, I don't think anybody really wants to be wrong. Well, but, not us, because we're going to do that right now. And we're, because we're science. <laughs> we're scientists. It's okay to be wrong. We're science-y scientists. <laughs> and so we're going to put our ego in our pocket <laughs> yes. and do some correction reflections. Let's do this. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we are not going to have an indigenous fact. We'll, well, I guess we'll probably talk, be talking about facts, but we're actually going to be spending most of our time spending about the facts that we got wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> our, uh, and we're going to correct ourselves and then reflect on it a bit. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, I'm not totally sure because I, I'm kind of used to transitioning <laughs> with the beginning and all that, but we decided that we wanted to do this or I, I think I mostly brought it up a lot because I noticed I was making a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. when I'd re-listen to some of the old episodes. And then I think Annie started to pick up on a couple yeah. of mistakes she was making. So we agreed eventually that, yeah, it's a good idea. And we're not going to number it or include it as a part of our regular episode releases or anything because um, we didn't make that many mistakes. And also, uh, ho- hopefully the idea we won't have to... <laughs> Mm-hmm. release these because we're scientists we can get this we can, we can be uh i don't know we can be something about it and make sure we don't make as many hopefully the first one that i noticed i made was actually in the very first episode but i'm gonna save that to till the end of the show <laughs> we'll talk about that later that one's actually a juicy one that i want to juicy one yeah <laughs> the next couple that i noticed were in episode six and when I brought up the uh, this phenomena or an, an idea, or it's like a theory that was developed called the hundredth monkey, where after a certain number of a population learns something, then mm-hmm. automatically through some kind of a I don't know some kind of a phenomenon, everyone else in the population knows it mm-hmm. instantly. So even without physical contact or anything. And that's a oh, cool idea. Okay. Do you remember when I brought that up? Uh, no. Okay. But it was like our episode where we were kind of trying to define science, right? Like what is I science? I think so, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I brought it up near the end of the episode. Yeah. And more in, or no, actually, I think that was, 
the that was our biocultural restoration episode. The, the, the episode six. The monkey. Yeah. Or no, was it? Episode six is our what is science? Okay. Or okay. what the science? Well, see there, there I go again. What getting, the science? Getting stuff right? wrong. Here, hold on. I'm gonna go to our podcast. Okay. Yeah, check it out. So maybe I'm wrong on the episode that I'm getting wrong stuff yeah. wrong on. Episode six. What the science? Oh, okay. So I know that that's definitely where I mentioned the hundredth monkey thing. But anyways, it turns out that's pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. Oh yeah, I love that word. Pseudoscience. <laughs> it, it just kind of kind of slips off the tongue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it flows off the tongue. It's but like it, cryptozoology. It, hmm. It's like it's like those uh, forbidden sciences. Cryptozoology. You know? <laughs> like the ones that. You or do. you could say it like maybe a British person might say it. Cryptozoology. <laughs> Zoology. Zoology. I don't know. Maybe people. Zoology. I've heard. I think that's how Bill said zoology. He said zoology. zoology. I'm a zoologist. I w- I've never met a zoologist. Have you? I don't know if I've ever met an actual um, zoologist. I don't think I have either. Yeah. Maybe at one point. I know it's totally a job. It's mm-hmm. a thing. But either way, <laughs> the yeah the hundredth monkey. So pseudoscience. Yeah, pseudoscience. <laughs> <clears throat> and. There's a bunch of different resources you can find online that mm-hmm. talk about how it's a pseudoscience and how it's not real and how this guy that figured it out was actually basing his arguments off of pseudoscience, which is just like false science. And this hundredth monkey phenomenon was refuted and the three main there's three main ideas that he was missing out on and really he he got his data from a dubious like just not reliable mm-hmm. sources and then also he the this person Watson actually I shouldn't say he I don't even know if it's a guy or a woman but Watson was seemed to be avoiding naturalistic explanations like mm. that maybe it's actually just a part of how they develop their society or they how that organism does things and then also the third one which is the one i kind of related with the most was this inflation of the miracle oh yeah and i i know i do that and that's why i ended up actually kind of latching onto it and be like oh yeah that's totally a thing totally right that's real yeah oh man that that reminds me of what is that one where they believe they got the weight of your soul because whenever you died, when they weighed them, there was like 23 grams or something. Hold on, I'm going to look. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, 20. So you're going to look up the 23 grams thing? Mm-hmm. I was just trying to be quiet. Hmm. So I can... That's... Yeah, I, I remember you bringing that up before. And there's a, there's oh, yeah. a lot of things that... Okay, so I was I'm gonna correct myself already because it wasn't 23. I I tend to be off by numbers, I guess. So it's the 21 grams experiment. Oh yeah, 23. Yeah, hey, I'm close. <laughs> okay, for if, if we're coming off the top of my head, um, but so it was this this theory that souls have a weight, um, 
like a physical weight and then he attempted to measure it but it ended up proving that like he only accounted for the bodies that actually showed the 21 decree the, the 21 oh, so he's decrease. excluding data so he's excluding Ooh, data that's a big no-no yeah, yeah. so it, it was i mean there's outliers yeah i remember with, with the first time i heard about excluding outliers i thought what right. how could you do that that's hard <laughs> then i thought well actually the, this, yeah, there's I mean, a good reason to do it sometimes yeah but still I, yeah. I, there's a part of me that's like you should never do that but yeah well i guess it depends yeah and it was a small like sample size too and mm-hmm. then uh yeah so it, it so it's kind of like that similar thing of the pseudoscience mm, okay and like getting people to believe that that we have a soul you know it's kind of one of those like miracles in itself if, if someone can prove that we have a soul yeah that's hmm. yeah that's a really and you, there's yeah. no way to disprove it either exactly which is a fascinating thing to me. Right. So I guess we could move on to one of mine. Okay. Um, or do you want to continue on, on yours? Uh, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. I, I'm realizing now I have, it wouldn't make sense that I brought this article up on that episode. So I'm thinking it's a totally different episode. So you can, oh. you can tell yours. Oh, okay. Well, well, mine was just, uh, I think I have... Uh, said the number of tribes a few times and I think I've always ended up being um oh my gosh how did I just like totally blank that number I always say it 500 and uh I, I remember you were three off 564 is what I always say okay so now let's let's see yeah the, the real yeah and uh so I said that during our ACES uh workshop when, with one of the questions that was asked and I also know that I've probably talked about it in a previous episode um so I'm wrong are you sure that's the number you always use or do you switch kind of I think that's generically six five hundred and sixty four. Five hundred and sixty four. It's an interesting number that has an interesting pattern because mm-hmm. six is the middle number, but it's the biggest. Four yeah. is the smallest number, but it's the last. And five it's is it's one of those interesting mm-hmm. numbers that Yeah. Yeah, I th- mm. I think my brain like hates numbers sometimes and it just kinda switches it up themselves. Yeah, it's an easy number to yeah. remember. I think that that's why it's like kinda like really stuck to my Whereas head. this one not so much. Yeah. And so when I was trying to figure out the real number because it, who really knows? And I, I wanted to know at that point because yeah, just and I guess the reason why, why we can kind of get nitpicky about it even in the first place is it's federally air quotes here, federally yeah. recognized tribes. So that's the the thing. Yeah, that's how we can have a number, I guess. Yeah. And so I wanted to know. I was curious. And the first website that I came across was this National Conference of State Legislatives. Le- legislatives? Oh, yeah. Le- legislatures. <laughs> that I... That's kind of almost like um, rural. It's what, it's just a hard, it's a weird yeah, word. Legislature. Yeah. Legislature. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it is the National Conference of State Legislators. We're just going to go with that. Yeah. And the NL, no, the NCSL. Yeah. And I mean, it looks like a pretty official page. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a government website. It looks like. So they say on this one that there's 573 
federally recognized tribes. Yeah, and the only pattern I see in that one is that if you add seven and three and then divide that by two, you get five. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Every single sequence of pattern yeah. or sequence of numbers has patterns in it. Yeah. It's Anyways. It's, it's like that number, yeah. uh, what was that uh, Jim Carrey movie? 23? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of when you said 23 earlier. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then you said... Uh, we, 21. Yeah, 21. it was 21. Yeah. And 20, but you said 23. I did say 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 23. So 573. 573. But you said 564. Yeah, 564. Yet, when There's when we were talking one. about it earlier, I went and looked, and I'm really, I generally try to go to the most, I figure, who's actually keeping track of this mm-hmm. number? And I thought, well, the Department of the Interior, right? Mm-hmm. The BIA. Definitely BIA. And on there, they have a different number, <laughs> which is actually closer to Annie. So she's closer to the actual number than this other super official looking site. Yeah. So on the Department of Interior's page, we are at 567 federally recognized tribes. Yeah. Compared to the 573. So they, but well, actually, this is something that came up earlier too, is maybe this other site this ncils was it yeah, ncls or sl sorry ncsl the national conference of state legislatures yeah i'm not totally sure i understand the phrasing yeah. of that but anyways this this site i'm wondering if they're including uh like the ongoing people that are trying to get mm. federal reg- yeah. recognition yeah, so I guess it's kind of determining which one is more up to date, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, because none of these websites have a updated date. Oh yeah, so they don't actually say what uh, mm-hmm. what date these numbers are from. So yeah, anybody, if anybody listening actually knows that, please send us an email because <laughs> yes. I'm really curious about who or not who, but yeah, who keeps track of this number and mm-hmm. the official, actual, official. Who is federally recognized tribe and how many are there mm-hmm. and, and who's trying to become federally recognized? Yeah. Because be I, cool. I, I actually don't know. I mean, I'll, I could probably dig around. Yeah. I, I think we could find it if we put a little bit of elbow grease <laughs> into it. But the point of this was to, to correct ourselves. Yeah. So, so I'm correcting it there. According to, to the one that we're going to choose to think is the more up to date, right? Is the 567. Might as I, I would say, yeah, that yeah. seems like the best source to go with is the DOI site, doi.gov. And by the way, I typically, if I do use internet resources, I typically will use either peer-reviewed literature that I find, mm-hmm. books, that, and oftentimes those are based on peer-reviewed literature. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a website, .org, .edu, and .gov are the, yeah. the three most reliable. But even then... Like we sh- showed here, yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta variation. double check, yeah. yeah. At least double check. Uh, I know I, I get stuff mixed up all the time by coming across conflicting data, on, right? On different sites. So yeah, that's really interesting, and hmm, which gets me. I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, my mind is going in all these different directions with different questions about what, why the difference why the discrepancy is there 
Uh, I'm not sure I had a transition into talking about operculums, but that was the last. Th- that was the thing I got wrong. Operculums. <laughs> yeah, operculums. Operculums. Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't get that wrong. I called it a plastron. Mm. And it was when I, we were doing it in Digifacts. And I think you were talking about, I think you were talking about por- uh, porpoises. Either you were talking about orcas or... Yeah, well, I was the, probably talking about orcas, and I don't think that we released that one. No, I think you. it was uh, manatees. But we, were, how? We, we ended up... You talked about manatees, didn't you? Yeah, how sharks don't eat manatees. Yeah, and then we talked about something came up, and I said, oh, yeah, plastrons, plastrons this. <laughs> the, but it's actually called an operculum. And what mm. it is is it's the bony structure on fishes. A lot of fishes have these. I'm not sure if most have them, but sharks don't have them. Mm. And so that's what got me thinking about them. And I thought they were plastrons, but those are actually a part of a turtle shell. And it turns out these it's pretty cool. Operculums are basically just the structure that help create suction. Mm-hmm. So fish can pump fresh water over their gills. And sharks don't have them, so they got to swim most of the time. Dang. Yeah. They, it seems like a pretty handy thing to have. Right. But when I really visualize it and I think about it in my head, it would be really, really weird for a shark, I think, <laughs> to have that thing pumping. Just yeah. yeah. And because you can see those slits... Yeah. Those slits and sharks, but you wouldn't be able to see those slits anymore. It'd be that pumpy thing that oh, you see on fish. That'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. that would be weird. Yeah. They wouldn't look as they wouldn't look as cool. I don't think. They wouldn't look as flat either. Mm-hmm. I think they like that torpedo shape is mm. is really important. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it would Yeah, I guess it kinda just wouldn't work with sharks. Mm-hmm. It would probably get in their way most Yeah, I think so. I think it would slow them down. Huh. So and that was on episode ten where I got that wrong and I was, yeah you're it was during our indigifact thing oh, okay i brought up plastrons but <laughs> they're not plastrons the bony structure on fish that helps get water is uh operculum 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 interesting word and also on that episode episode 10 that was the one where my indigifact was where about where we were 230 million years ago, the last place, uh, last time we were in this same place mm-hmm. in the galaxy, which is kind of weird thinking how that it takes 230 million years for us to go around the galaxy once. But Dang. we ended up talking about what period that was, like the time age. And yeah. I, I was saying, uh, I think, oh yeah, I said it was Cretaceous. That was the Cretaceous period. But I actually got them flipped. That was the Triassic period, not Cretaceous. Oh, so it goes, okay. it starts in 230 million years ago and goes up until the extinction of the dinosaurs. So it's called the Mesozoic era. And then the Triassic period starts it off at 230 million and then goes to something, something million. And then there's the Jurassic period in the middle and then Cretaceous, which is where all the really, all the well-known dinosaurs, like the, yeah. the T-Rex mm-hmm. and stuff a lot, the, yeah, a lot of Jurassic yeah. Park dinosaurs, they're actually from the Cretaceous period. Yeah. Isn't that the same as like, uh, I talked about that earlier, the Land Before Time? Oh, yeah. Ones? Land yeah. Before Time. Yeah. Those like really iconic <laughs> ones. That definitely is. Oh, I love the way the long necks ate the grass yeah, and the leaves. Yeah, Oh, they, they made leaves look so delicious. <laughs> but I come to find out when I was, I found out real quick when I was a kid. 
they're not as good as they make them look on no, the show. No, leaves aren't that good. Yeah, especially the, <laughs> especially the big ones. Like yeah. Mean, big maple leaves. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but, yeah. The, anyway, so, yeah, 230 million years ago, 230 million years, which is crazy. That's a long time. That's a long time, yeah. Dinosaurs, they're old, old school. I couldn't even, like, really think about that. Not the Cretaceous. That is the Triassic. So Triassic, Jurassic, Cretaceous. And then it gets into where mammals start rising up. Mammals. 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 Started off as and little tiny rats. Basically, oh yeah, the Jansen. I don't, this is the one I don't remember. I don't remember Jan, which episode this is on. But at one point I cite Jansen. And this is the very first definition of biocultural restoration which is a pretty important article. Mm -hmm. So, and I said, I was saying it came out of Africa, but actually it was a study from a professor from the university of Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh, I believe. Let me double check. So I'm not getting, getting some more stuff wrong. So here, let's see. Yeah. Here, Pennsylvania. Oh, Philadelphia. Pittsburgh is not even Pennsylvania. Is it Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, is. is it? Okay. Okay. So I wasn't that wrong. So it was Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the University of Pennsylvania. <clears throat> and, but the study was actually in Costa Rica, nowhere near Africa. So that's an interesting thing to realize that I had been associating this seminal definition of this. Uh, that's, this is actually the name of the program that I'm, that I'm in. Or no, it's not the name of the program, but that's like the name of the discipline I'm studying is biocultural restoration. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it came out of Africa for months. Interesting. But mm. it's actually Costa Rica. Oh, really? Yeah. And the Jansen is a professor of biology at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, PA. Hmm. Of course, Pennsylvania. And the definition, you, if you want, if you're curious about that definition, you can check out the bioculture, the very first biocultural restoration episode. And that is available on any of our, you can find it anywhere on, wherever, I guess, wherever you get your, the podcast. And I know you had one other one, right? Did you want to? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of correcting a personal comment I made, I guess. Uh-huh. Regarding what my mom did for work when I was in high school. I mean, that that's it. I, I really don't have anything else <laughs> okay. that I could think of. And I, I think that's because I have a bunch of notes in front of me and I stick to those notes. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, do a lot more examples than I do. Maybe I need to start doing more examples. Mm, I don't know. I maybe or I could do, do less. <laughs> I mean, we can meet in the middle. Mm. <laughs> I guess I, I tend to use a lot of analogies mm-hmm. and I and I tend to pick real life examples as analogies so i get numbers wrong a lot mm-hmm. uh, locations okay. numbers locations and i don't get names wrong that often though that's but, good but I, I think do. i get names wrong a lot yeah sometimes i do yeah. I, I can remember mixing anderson and so yeah i make i was mixing up mcat anderson and nancy turner mm-hmm and I was citing Nancy Turner. This is just anecdotally, like in a conversation. Yeah. I was talking about her work as if she foc- was focused on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or no, sorry. I was the other way around. I was yeah. talking about Anderson as if about her fire mm-hmm. literature when I was actually thinking of Nancy Turner's. 
but oh well. Oh well. Yeah. It happens. They both know about like TEK <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And that's what that was like what the conversation was. Yeah. But so, that's yeah. that's a hard thing. There's literally hundreds of pieces of literature mm-hmm. and names and There's dates. There's so many. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Whereas back in the old days, 100, 200 years ago, there wasn't that many pieces <laughs> of literature to be citing. So the the age of science is right. And scientific revolutions, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that difference is the amount of literature and how available it is. How, like you can actually find most of it on, Google, on the internet. Yeah. yeah. It's trippy. Um, so should we talk about the, the last thing? Oh yeah. That, that was actually the first thing. The first thing. <laughs> the, the first, the last, <laughs> the last first thing, the last first thing, or is maybe the first, the first last, last thing. thing. Yeah. I think that's one <laughs> yeah. uh, grammatically correct. And that was when, on the very first episode, right at the end of the episode, we started talking about Indian time. And that I know that I said, well, we're just going to really, it'll be over when it's over, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I was talking about the episode, which I still, I stand by that. It's, yeah. it's hard to say we're going to have 40-minute exactly. episodes yeah. every time, especially because... We like to talk. <laughs> yeah. And it's really difficult to yeah. edit out everything and keep it down at a mm-hmm. specific time. I'm sure we could, but we don't want to. So. Yeah. But there was a few other things I said about Indian time that I didn't like or agree with. And I feel like I was painting the picture that Indian time is this thing where you, it just happens whenever. And you, it's okay to show up late or that things happen late. And that's definitely not what I feel now, for sure. I may have felt that back then a little, but... Mm-hmm. I know that Indian time is more about it happens or it gets done when it needs to get done. Yeah. And that is going to depend not on what time it is or on the clock or like what date on the calendar, but it, what it'll depend on is what season it is, what part of the season it is, what's going on with your family and the mm-hmm. community. That's what it's going to depend on, not what time, uh, like what, where is that little stick in that right. device on the wall right so that's that's my idea of Indian time and I think a lot of people I know myself included I definitely felt like this when I was younger is that it's like uh, I used it as a reason to um to be late or to yeah. to feel okay about being late well uh, yeah I think that I have definitely used it as a reason to be late mm-hmm. and I have sisters that have that we use that as an excuse, but I don't think it necessarily is an excuse. I think it's a way to like say that you were late, but you also it's not have, Indian time. Yeah, though. yeah, you have to understand that like, we have a life. Like <laughs> yeah. you have a life that you have to live that led up to you being at that point later mm-hmm. than you thought you were. Yeah, it's understanding that like, hey, we get it. You have probably had a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and like you accept it. Like I am notoriously known for showing up late like it, it just happens oh yeah I, I remember yeah li- life happens okay like it, it just happens and i know i do that too yeah and so it's it, I, that's the way i look at indian time it's just like really understanding people's lives and that just like you said the community has stuff going on like what time of the season it is there's a lot of stuff that can affect it mm-hmm. so it really comes down to priorities mm-hmm. indian time has different pro- all right and really this is I think this can be something that's very debatable because, yeah, I, I, I yeah. well, hold on. I guess okay. Let me let me hold. I'm gonna just say something real quick. Um, 
I guess that the way that I look at Indian time more is because collectively as a community, we're a lot closer than other communities. Mm -hmm. And I think that that makes it a little bit more special. And like Indian time is something that like the whole community understands and like you as community understand people's issues that are going on in the community because pretty much everyone knows everybody and everyone cares about everybody. And I think it's just understanding that, 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 that like life happens mm-hmm. and that you don't have that with say like Syracuse community, you know, mm. like, or somewhere where like dates and times. Mm-hmm. And we brought that up uh, or Kaya, or you brought it up actually yeah. on the last episode we released. We're at the workshop, yeah. Yeah, that for a lot of Western science or people of European it's when. descent, it's yeah, when. And whereas indigenous folks are more concerned with where. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, when is important still. It's important to be on time. Like, because, I mean, re- realistically, if you miss the berries, yeah. you're kind of screwed. <laughs> So when is important. You can't be yeah. late for everything. But that doesn't mean you, you, you can't be flexible. And that's mm-hmm. what it's about. It's about that adaptability, in mm-hmm. my opinion. That's the main thing. Well, that, I mean, that's like Bitterroot. Like Bitterroot is never going to be on the same exact day every mm-hmm. single year. Yeah. So you got to pay attention. But you mm-hmm. know when. You know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what's so coming. So there's definitely certainty. It's not about just kind of going with the flow. And Great example of Indian whenever. time yeah. <laughs> is Bitterroot. Yeah. So just study Bitterroot. And there you'll you understand in time. <laughs> you'll understand in time. time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's a good way to end the episode. But we wanted to bring that up last, mm-hmm. even though it was the, on the very first episode, <laughs> because we thought it's such a, it's actually a deep enough topic that we could study enough about where we could do a whole episode on this. Mm-hmm. So just kind of keep your ears open for that. And yeah. Let us know if we have anything else wrong that you'd like us to clarify. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you caught something that we said that mm-hmm. is just total BS, let us know and we'd be happy. I don't know if we'll do a whole episode on it or right. anything. And, but, but we'll definitely answer it. Yeah, if it's we'll worth it, it and yeah. you have a really cool reason to for us to dive into depth <laughs> on it, we'll do that. And other than that, I, yeah, I didn't have any other mistakes that I made. But we're human, so we're probably going to make gonna some more. going to have a lot more. So this may be a recurring episode, but we're not going to number them or anything. Yeah. Or try to just whenever. Yeah, whenever yeah. we feel like it. And it's also a good opportunity just to kind of sit down and talk about some cool facts. and <laughs> Whatever pops into yeah, our heads. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to download the podcast, you can find us at any of the main platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and definitely leave a review for us on iTunes. It helps a ton. And it also helps us understand what people would like to hear more of. So we definitely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And you can also find us at our WordPress page and also on social media, right? Yep, we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Indian Science Show, so NDN Science Show, where you can let us know how we're doing, or if you have an idea for the show, yeah, let us know. Yeah, and we'll put out announcements for our releases, as well as some other content we're working on trying to uh, 
get some videos as well as do other different things. So you can find out about all that on those places, the social media, but we also have a WordPress page. And just like Annie said, it's at NDN Science Show. And the spelling of it is N-D-N-S-C-I-E-N-C-E-S-H-O-W.wordpress.com. That's IndianScienceShow.wordpress.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you on the flip side.